What a great day to be filming. And uh, today we're going to be continuing our uh, exploration into the heart of Christian service with this segment, which uh, I'm entitling Purpose and Maturity, The How, The Why, and The Fit. And if you had asked Paul uh, what his goal was in serving God, he would have responded with Colossians 1.28, that we may present every man perfect or mature in Christ Jesus. And if you had asked him to describe the work of the local church, he would have replied for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect or mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And that is Ephesians 4, 12, and 13. God's goal for our lives is not money, but rather maturity. It's not happiness, but rather holiness. It's not getting, but rather giving. And in, in the last segment, um, we stated that we have to look at God as being a potter and not a mechanic. And uh, see, because God is always at work making people uh, more like his son. And that's what Christian service is all about. Your purpose in serving isn't to build a bigger church or a larger choir or whatever department you serve in, fill in the blank here. It's not for that purpose, but rather the purpose is to build people of Christian character whom God can bless and use to build others. Let me say that one more time. Your purpose is to build people of Christian character whom God can bless to use and, and build other people. And, uh, you see, you can use all kinds of ga gadgets and gimmicks and techniques to gather a crowd or to uh, build an organization, but it's not, that's not the same as building his church. The key idea here is maturity. The individual Christian is born into the family of God and should mature and become more like Jesus Christ. And the same applies for the church. As the church body matures, it increases in size and takes on adult features and adult responsibilities. It too becomes more like Christ. And uh, all bodies, of course, don't mature exactly alike. But where there is life, there should and must be growth. In 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 4, we see that uh, while talking about this maturity, there's nothing automatic about it. There's nothing automatic about spiritual maturity. Paul had to pray for believers, to share the word with them, to warn them at times, even discipline them, to bring them out of babyhood and into adulthood. Paul wasn't always successful in helping people mature, nor will we be. But with the Lord's help, he did his best. And if people fail to mature... The, fault was, uh, the failure was on them and not on Paul. And it, the same goes for us today. Now the real danger here though is that we exploit people to get things done instead of ministering to them so that what they're doing helps them mature in Christ. It's very important. 
Because remember, in God's eyes, the worker is more important than the work. If the worker is what he or she ought to be, the work will be done right and will please God. People minister in a maturing way when they know what to do, how to do it, why they're doing it, and how their work fits into the total plan of God for the church. And that is a big one. The motive, of course, has to be to give glory to God. And this has been the foundational truth of this entire segment that we're doing. Uh, that God has to get the glory for everything we do, every part of our ministry. God has to get the glory. We have to prepare people before thrusting them into jobs. And if we don't, then what will happen is they'll develop a corner mentality and then they'll begin to compartmentalize their efforts. They'll fail to see how they fit in and what the total plan is and how their, their part of ministry fits into the, how their gifting fits into the total plan of God for that church. We must avoid this through preparation. I can't stress that enough. We have to prepare people. Uh, and we have to be prepared. At this point, you may be saying that, hey, God can uh, take whatever we think are disasters and, uh, and bless them in ways we don't know about until we get to heaven. And, and, and this, of course, is quite true. But just think about this for a minute. If he can bless disasters, think about what blessing he can do when, if, if and when we're prepared. One of the greatest compliments... God's servants can receive is this. And this is certainly uh, what I want to hear from people under my leadership. And uh, it goes like this. Being part of your ministry is really helping me to grow. One more time. When someone comes up to you and says, my being part of your ministry is really helping me to grow. I mean, that's like music to your ears. This is what we should be striving for, to hear people tell us this. And again, when, 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 when this happens and people mature under our leadership, the job will get done, it'll get done correctly, and God will get the glory. And remember, where there's real fruit, there's seed in it for more fruit. Ministry means that God uses us to create a spiritual atmosphere that encourages others to grow and become fruitful in the Lord. Christian educator Dr. Ted Ward says it the best, and I quote, Leadership is a serving relationship that has the effect of facilitating human development. Wow. So anyway, um, I hope you uh, are blessed with this today, and uh, whatever you're doing, whatever part of ministry you're in, in leadership, uh, just make sure, and even if you're not in leadership, make sure you're, if you're serving with other people, make sure that you're helping and encouraging them to become more like Christ. That's what it's all about. So anyway, this is Tony Mangone signing off, and until next time, have a, have a great and blessed day. Thanks.